Everyone, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Look nice. at that, two nights in a row, I'm going to screw that up. Yeah, don't be afraid to what? taper it off. <laughs> Edit it a little bad, sorry. That's not good, I'll, I'll bounce back next week. I don't sure know you will. That probably won't, who cares? Nobody tunes in for the music, right? i got a question for you. Yeah. Because I'm driving down today, and I'm listening to Randy Jones yeah. on 97.3. Now, I have known him 25 years. Is this pregame or the game? Pregame. Okay. And he's on there, and he's talking about uh, how everybody now throws 98 miles an hour and how if he was pitching today, he'd be fantastic because he'd come in the next day throwing his sack of shit up there at 62 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> now, let me just preface this by saying I love it. Yeah. Is he full of shit, or would he be good? Okay. Because there's a part of me listening to it where I'm like, you'd be fucking Clay Meredith, old man. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I kind of brought it up yesterday. But there were great hitters when yeah. he was playing. I, I, don't, were. I think I'm wrong. Yeah. I, it, that's, remember I said to you yesterday about it's about getting outs, not how yeah. you throw against the Raider. He kind of said what I said. I think he listened to the podcast. No, I don't think Randy's listening to this podcast. I'm just saying there's a change of pace, whereas a yeah. guy like Randy, even Greg Maddox, you know, that, yeah. that change of pace – Here's the deal. I noticed in you, just youth baseball, and uh, people go, ah, it's youth baseball. Look, baseball's baseball. You know, yeah. if you have talent, you have talent, you're going to win. Here's the deal. Whenever I have a situation where I have a kid that throws really hard and a kid that throws softer, I always throw the kid that throws soft at the beginning because all the good hitters expect the, the guys that throw hard, yeah. and it throws them off a little bit. And then when you do throw that fast guy, he looks like he's throwing even faster than what he was throwing before. Yeah. But if you go fast to slow, it's easier for the hitters. But if you go slow to fast, and Randy, here's the deal. He was a pitcher. He wasn't a thrower. Exactly. That's exactly what he talked Did about he really? tonight. Hit, yeah. Hitting corners, changing speed. I mean, changing from even, let's say he was throwing 78, and he wasn't. But let's say he was throwing 78, then he's throwing 72, then he's yeah. back up to 82. That fucks with everybody. It is hard to do. That's why they say the toughest pitch in baseball to hit is the changeup because the arm speed all looks the same and then trying to figure out what's happening. I do think Randy would be fine. You know, I just don't think someone would give him an opportunity. It's uh, it's funny because you heard Steve Kerr tonight at halftime say that he couldn't play in today's NBA. And that's what kind of made me think about it. And, yeah, the first thing I thought was, you old fossil, <laughs> you wouldn't be shit. And then you start thinking about it. You go, no, no, yeah. no, hang on. Because there were no Franchi Corderos in the lineup. There were no... Uh, Freddie Galvis or yeah. Carlos Asuaje. When you look at those te- outside of guys that were wearing the Padre uniform, that's every guy. But when you look at teams that he faced and he had great success against, I mean, when you look at those pirate teams, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, you go, shit, Clemente and uh, all these. Uh, I mean, shit. Yeah, I guess Willie Stars, old Dave Parker. Yeah. They're going against the Reds. You're going against Johnny Bench, Pete, Pete Rose, Rose, Joe Morgan. There are a lot Tony of Hall of Famers. Mike Schmidt on the Phillies. You're yeah. going against guys that and can play. And had good success against yeah. I him. mean, and, and the Dodgers were loaded in the 70s, too. So, yep. I mean, you're, you're facing – remember that Dodger team had four guys that hit 30 home runs in a year before yeah. the Rockies did it. Remember they yeah. had Reggie Smith and Baker and Garvey. And, you know, and, and you sit there and you go, man, th- these guys can uh, – were, were good players. So, yeah, he wasn't lying. I mean, he no. was, here's the deal. It's funny, and, though, because we take yeah. him – because we know him so well, and we give we him a take hard him for time. granted. But I think all of San Diego takes yeah. him for granted. Maybe not everybody, because maybe people 
properly put him on a pedestal that he deserves. Shit, if he was pitching today, he'd probably be a 22-game winner. The thing is, he just might not get the opportunity. You know, I mean, that that's what I'm saying. Would a scout or a, a general manager give a guy an opportunity of throwing him up there? That's the, that's the issue. If he keeps winning. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is, do you get a chance to even get called up or get drafted if you're throwing that slow? It's all about radar guns now. There's so many yeah. throwers and not pitchers. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you know, yeah, like I used to say that all the time. The Angels bullpen, because I watch a ton of Angel games, is filled with just throwers. Yeah, that's what he. That yeah. was his point tonight. Okay, is that it's just over and over and over. I mean, you used to have, you know, one or one or two guys that could hit a hundred. Remember when Cashner came here, and that yeah. was the big excitement that he was going to hit a hundred. Yeah, yeah, fuck, he hit a hundred. It was a hundred on the way out of the park. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but no, it's just funny listening yeah. to it because and and. 90% of what I say about RJ is always tongue-in-cheek just because of my friendship with him. But yeah. you go, no. You go, like, the initial reaction is, ah, come on, shut up. And then you think about it, you go, no shit. He, he's calling the shot, and he's probably right in doing so. Good for you, him. You know what's funny? If if he pitched today, and he pitched, let's say, the same kind of games he pitched when he was in his prime, yeah. Major League Baseball would love him because everyone talks about time of game. Yeah. And he was the guy that would get you out of there in an hour and 45 minutes. The other thing that I liked about him is he is, um, from talking to guys that played with him, he 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 played with the with the red ass yeah. a little bit. Not not to the extent of, say, Bob Gibson or Drysdale, guys like that of that era. Because those guys would beat the shit out of you. Randy yeah. couldn't fight a cold. <clears throat> no. Fought cancer. Did that. Yeah. That was pretty good. Not a cold. Uh, no. Um, but he... Uh, he he came with a little bit of attitude. Yeah. You like it, man. He had to have on those teams. It was just funny listening to that today and thinking about it and going, ah, no, and then going, no, you know what? Yeah, good on RJ. You know, and, and no offense to, to Randy Jones. Well, it's but, already taken <laughs> when you start that way. <laughs> when I start making jokes about not being strong. No, I, I didn't know who Randy Jones was until I came here. I, I just, Honestly, I'd never heard of him. I, I'll tell you, until 1984, or 1983, I should say, yeah. when Garvey ended up coming to the Padres and, you know, got cable, and all of a sudden I'm watching, you know, the, whenever the Braves or Cubs would play, I'd get a chance to see the Padres. I remember the first Padre game I ever saw. It was Steve Garvey's first year. Yeah. Bat returned to Dodger Stadium. It was the NBC game of the week. It was nice. Juan Ankelberger was pitching. Yep. And that was the first time I ever saw the Padres. I ever saw the brown jersey with the white pants. Yep. And that for me, that was the, the first time. I didn't know anything. I collected baseball cards. But I didn't know Randy Jones from Rupert Jones. Yeah. Rupert, uh, I mean, you found him. I remember as a kid in Minneapolis, we're, we're baseball card guys. Yeah. So you'd get that Randy card and you just fucking fling it to Wing the it. side. <laughs> fucks this Who's guy. this asshole with Afro? Yeah. Who fucks this? Moving. Trying to hit your friends in the eyes? Yeah. Just trying to trade anything you could. You trade that and like I said, you know, John the Count Montefusco. Yeah. They have those cards and they were just shit, shit. You didn't even put them in your spots. A minute though, when you got Sixto Lescano, you're like, who the fuck is this guy with the crazy name? I love Sixto. Yeah, everybody was one did. of my favorite guys when because he was on that team when I started cheering for him. So he he's a legit superstar. Imagine if you named one of your boys Sixto. I might. <laughs> I might. That would have been awesome. You come and you say, look, my wife had twins, and I got Jack over here, and I got Sixto over here. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Sixto, who does that? Once I get moved in, I'll probably get a dog, and I wouldn't be shocked if that fucking dog ends yeah. up named Sixto. I like it. Sixto was great. He was great. I bet he just banged chicks, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just went out. The just, old Padre team probably did. That's why they sucked. 
I don't know about all of them if they had enough game. They probably struck me as guys that wore white jeans. A lot of those guys probably wore white yeah. jeans on yeah. the road. Wearing the yellow sanitary socks, yeah. banging chicks. Yeah, like Mark Thurmond. He wasn't fucking banging anybody. Every time Mark Thurmond was on the mound, you were just like, fuck. Look at this fucking puss. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry, but that was just the first thing. That's why we don't know it's Padre talk anymore. It went from complimenting Randy Jones Shit. to Mark Thurman banging chicks awfully. I, I heard Coach doing post-game show the other yeah. day. I told you yesterday. Just sounded like I was a prison guard walking down the hallway and just hearing a guy in solitary confinement just screaming to himself. And just realizing that sack of shit's bottomed out. Hey, I gotta be serious. Hey, they're not gonna win every game. We know that. I was just like, fuck. Listen to you. <laughs> You're in your just, cell, that guy pushing the cart. Yeah. Do you want a radio with the Padre post game with the coach? Yeah. Or do you want, do you a, want book? a magazine? <laughs> I'll take the same magazine. I've what read. magazine do you have? I got a boy's life. I don't know if I want to give that to you. How about we just settle on Newsweek, okay? Coach, I'm going to keep walking. Can't be serious. <laughs> yeah, I heard him doing it. And then he does that three up, three down thing where he's sitting there, and he's just screaming in that thing too. Well, another great night out at the yard. Like, calm down. Jesus Christ. It's not like there's, you're doing it from the dock of the midway, you dick. <laughs> did, you see, did you see the... Text that has come to you already while you're driving over here about how empty Petco Park is tonight. Yeah, you're the guy. So we're on this media group text. I almost turned around and went home. <laughs> oh, really? Because it's me, Woods, Darren, uh, Johnny Gennaro's on there, Caruth, and, uh, and Dave. And Dave came up with the incredibly original line for all of us yes. in this group. A lot of people dressed as empty seats That's the old tonight. Chick Hearn line. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Well, shit. Johnny like, Gennaro never heard it. I was like, that's all you got? And I was just like, you know what? I've known you 20 years. I got no new lines. I was like, Fuck, I'm just going to do the best I can. I'm just going to cut right across <laughs> the island on the 54. Turn right through the grass? Just right through the grass. <laughs> Fucking, it's close you break to, it? Yeah, it's close, close to National back City. <laughs> You'll find me a stonewashed jean-wearing girl. Looks like Lisa Lisa. and fuck You it. can find it right there on Highland Avenue. Dude. Telling me, right? <laughs> to start my new life. Told you tonight, I'm quitting this shitty podcast. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to uh, live my dream of writing adult feature films under my porn screen name. Ken, you dig it. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> and then fucking. And I like how you sent it to Lisa Ann, too. I did. Then that fucking lunatic, Bert Grossman's like, can I read for a part? I just froze. I was like, I don't know how to respond. I'm just going to leave that there. I was like, God damn it, Bert. You mad, man? I love that guy. He's so fucking funny. Grossman is a guy. It's funny about Bert. Bert was a guy that I think, I don't know how Charger fans would describe him. I mean, he, he wasn't Ryan Leaf. He wasn't a bust. He had a couple of good years. He was the eighth overall pick in the draft. Yeah. But I tell you, man, when I hear him with Kaplan, he is so goddamn funny. And fearless. I love a guy who just goes on the radio and is fearless. Bert cracks me fucking up. You know what? No joke. I think Bert's pretty good on the radio. I, I think he's reinvented yeah. himself and done a really nice job. Yeah. And I think a lot of that credit goes to Scott because I think Scott saw something in him and said, you know what? I'm going to bring him in here and put him in a comfortable environment with Welby 
and uh, and his br kind of transitions out. Um, shit, yeah. I, I think I think Bert would do a nice job in that role. How crazy is that when you think about it? Teammates in college for the University of Pittsburgh. How funny is that? And then yeah. they end up doing radio in San Diego. Yeah. But Bert's really likable. And, and yeah. Just from what I've heard, he cracks me up on there, man. And that's yeah. not an easy transition to make. It's not. He wants to come on the show. He asks me all the time. Oh, shit. He's welcome yeah. anytime. He, he, my old house, he lived directly across the street from me. Yeah, I used to always say yeah. that uh, if, if things worked out right, when you were being a dick, I said your wife was going to jump in the Trans Am with Burt Grossman and pull off and give you the double Burt. But um, yeah, man, he, uh, you know, it's funny because I hear Junior and Junior's kind of grinding through it, yeah, finding his way a little bit. But Junior's another guy that's so likable that he'll he'll figure it out and talented, bright kid. He is. You know, it's funny though. I think a lot of people enjoy it too. He has his dad's laugh. I mean, that's what it, everyone loved about Tony is that he had that laugh. His dad has it. We sit there and go, man, that's, that's Tony. I mean, that's part of our memories. And he was. He was always a good kid. We've known him since he was about 10 years old. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first time he came in studio with us, we were at 1360. It was like, yeah, I felt like I was going to tear up. One of the few times I ever felt yeah. that way on there because you couldn't stop listening to him talk and look at him without feeling bad for him. But the, the problem that I think a lot of us make is, and to his credit, he's cool with it is we forget he also played major league baseball yeah i mean had the hit off of trevor we can forget that <laughs> but um but I, I just think that speaks a lot about his own character that he's cool he's not a guy who said hey check me out or or yeah. no dig me in him yeah he just uh man he's a good egg I like him a lot, and and Ello's just you know Ello's my boy. Yeah, I've known Ello longer than I've known anybody in San Diego media, and Ello is what Craig Elston is to me, which are two guys that have really worked hard and really have had nothing given to them easy, and uh, and I, I like I like seeing Chris for for now or for however long he's there. In that spot, man. He's a good dude. I feel bad for Chris because they launched the station, and he didn't know two months ago he'd be doing an afternoon show. He doesn't know if he has a partner or not. I mean, day by day, yeah. you, you don't know if you have a partner. You sit there and say, okay, we want to hit the ground running and prepare and find, try and find a chemistry and know what the show's all about. There's a big difference in doing a solo show and doing a show with a partner. And because Anthony has so many things on his plate, you just yeah. don't know if he's going to be available. It's kind of kind of tough. Kind of tough on Chris to go about it. When I way. heard it today, I heard I had them on this afternoon. They had Agler on today, and it just kind of sounded like they were kind of finding their way. And and I don't mean that in a negative. Like, just sound like three guys yeah. sitting around bullshitting, talking baseball, and uh, likable guys. And then Randy came in. You go, all right, there you go, guys. There you go, huh, babe? You know, it, yeah. it's just I, I don't think Doug Gottlieb's the answer. Right? No, Gottlieb's not, at not all. the answer. I don't know. I've heard one person tell me they listened to Gottlieb. No, but I mean, for right now. It's, While the it's, NBA playoffs are going yeah, on? Yeah, sure. And, and and also is they, they put away the uh, the mess that was the machine. Gottlieb's safe. He's not going to embarrass anybody. Um, and you just kind of let the scar tissue develop and you, and you build from there. But I was just, um, I don't know that those guys will ever be appointment setting radio. Yeah. It'd be great if they turned into that. 
But uh, but for right now, they're just safe. And like I said, two guys I really like, and I appreciate how hard Ello's work. So good for him. You know, it's funny. I was flipping around uh, today, just flipping through the, the three stations around. I'm not a Cilio fan. I mean, I know I join a lot of people in San Diego by saying that. I flip to, obviously, Woods, and I flip over yeah, to, to... they sound like they have really hit their stride, Yeah, they've too. got it. they got they got the rhythm going. But then when I sit there and I flipped over to 1360, and I listened to see what Judd and Nick were going, if they're going to NFL, going to baseball. Just curious about topics. Yeah. And Judd says, you know, all the credit to management here at 1360 and every one of our hosts can say the same thing. Our bosses have always given us full creative control and never told us what topics to talk about. <laughs> that pissed me off. You know, it really drove me crazy because it, they ran our show. I thought the second year of our contract right into the fucking ground. Yeah. Because we were forced to talk stadium every damn day. And yeah. when we argued about it, it turned into really the one blowout fight that we had saying we're preaching to the choir. It's the same fucking show every day. Yeah, it worked out fine, though. Well, I, I, well, it worked out fine, but at the time it was yeah. shut the fuck up. So when you sit there and say management has never told us what to talk about, maybe not you guys, but definitely us. Yeah, it was just uh, it was a divorce that had to happen. Place sucked. The place sucked, and and you know what? <clears throat> I like those guys. I like Nick. I like Judd. Yeah, Steve, Mike. Man, there's there's never a time when I'm like, man, I got to flip over because when you just said Cilio. It's been, uh, shit, it'll be two weeks, I guess, on Thursday since he did the whole leukemia thing. I haven't listened to him since. Yeah. He's another guy out of sight, out of mind. Well, do you have it? Uh, do you, you have the station set on your dial as far as I memories do. go? Okay. So when you scroll through, you never hit it. You never go bam, bam, bam. Well, just, I got to be honest, in yeah. the morning, and, uh, and this is no reflection on guys I like. I always start with Stern. My problem is with Stern is he's always talking about ass and shit and toilet. And, and I'm like, dude, yeah, come on, man. You're 60 years old. They go, you, you, the guy's so talented. I don't need to listen to who blew up the bathroom. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen to Wendy, the especially challenged dwarf with three toes, talk about wearing a diaper. I'm like, who the fuck's that entertaining to? <laughs> but for the most part, I thought Stern last week was... I wouldn't say terrible, but it wasn't the most compelling week to me. But for the most part, I'll, I will be with Stern yeah. because my commute's changed a lot. My commute used to be an hour and a half going home. Right now, it's like barely 30 minutes. Wow. So, um, but we get that stupid wrap-up show. The yeah. wrap-up show sucks. It's a joke, yeah. Sucks. Um, but for the most part, going in and, and heading home, I'm I'm on Stern. At noon, I leave and I go to Darren. I check out Darren's show at noon. I thought he was really good with Andy Green today. From what I heard, I heard like the last 10 minutes of Andy Green. I thought it was good. I liked that a lot. So they are supplying. The Padres are supplying people to 1090. I didn't hear it. So I was just curious to know, are they helping out and saying it's still the product? We're promoting it? Or is Darren the only guy getting guys? Well, um, I'd have to think about that. I mean, Mud, Mud was on today was with Stephen Ben at 9. And then, uh, and then, you know, AC was on, and uh, and Andy was on, and then I can't. Uh, Scott had uh, Scott had a good conversation with George Sedano today on my drive yeah. home, talking about NBA. I liked that a lot. We've known George a while. That was really good. I liked that. And um, so yeah, I mean, just for, and then I I jumped over to ninety seven three, and I enjoyed the baseball talk. So actually, from a from a sports radio standpoint, um. What I heard today was really good. 
I, I thought yeah. I, I, I'm really happy for Stephen Ben because those guys are are finding their way and hitting their stride and and yeah they'll get there they'll get there absolutely hey want to mention the guys over at happy plumbing you look over at blake and travis are the guys to help you out when it comes to your plumbing needs everyone's going to need that plumber we talk about it all the time jeff and i have experienced it on the worst possible times all of a sudden things are going on whether you have a leak whether for me i remember it was christmas eve and everybody's coming over over 50 people coming over and all of a sudden i have uh have basically a lake right in my front yard Look, plumbing guys are the guys who are going to need it at the worst possible moments. Here's the number for Blake and Travis, happyplumbing.com, 619-433-4943, 619-433-4943. Don't forget, 24-hour service, seven days a week. Blake and Travis are your guys at Happy Plumbing. No hot water in the house right now, but because the HOA won't let me call Happy Plumbing in because it's uh, it's uh, HOA that controls it. So we got to get – dude, I'm like, I'm going to be up at 530 tomorrow – would be like Joe the Eskimo taking a shower. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So that's the other thing. When I go, I, I just have made a checklist of when I get uh, when I get established uh, things for Blake and yeah. Travis. And one of them is, all right, where's the hot water heater? And is it set where it's not, you know, I'm not going to scald myself. And if there's an issue... Can we fix it, or is yeah. it a simple phone call to you? I don't want to rely on the HOA to figure it out to come fix it. God damn, I'm telling you, Dave, you just said it, man. Christmas, it doesn't matter. Christmas Eve, it's terrible. That happened for me at my kid's 10th birthday party. My neighbor, we're, we're putting together a party. We've got 25 kids, their family there, and my neighbor comes over and said, you have a leak in the front. It was a slab leak. Man, it always feels like it happens at the most inopportune time, write down that number and keep it handy. You're going to need it. Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry, Brian Curry. Oh, they kind of go boy. one and the same. We say it all the time. That you yeah. need Brian Curry, you're going to need a happy plumbing. Brian Curry, he's the best real estate broker in town, 20 years in the business. He's in Scripps Ranch, but guess what? He's familiar with all of San Diego County. You name it, he knows the location. He can help you get into that dream home. Also, if you're in a situation where you're downsizing, kids have moved out of the house and you want to get into something smaller but maybe a nicer neighborhood, Brian Curry is your guy. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. It's Brian at BrianCurry.com or BrianCurryRealEstate.com. You know, the other thing that he has to do for me, and you start thinking about it and you go, oh, this just sounds dumb. I got to be in a place where I have a clear view to the southeast. Because that's the only way you can get direct TV. Yeah. The only that's way you can get direct yeah. TV. Isn't that funny? And you look at it and you go, oh, come on, man. Seriously? Yeah. Because the one thing you've noticed, at least I've noticed, is being in a spectrum area. Yeah. All the shows that you used to watch on the East Coast feed for direct TV are now buried at 10 o'clock at night. And if you get up early or your kids are over, you're like, shit. Yeah. My kids know the direct TV remote back and forth left to right, the channels, the whole thing. Then all of a sudden you go, yeah, and the house where I'm at right now doesn't face southeast. Wow. So you go, well, shit, if I yeah. bought this place, <laughs> my kids would be hitting me in the knee exactly. with a baseball bat because they'd be like, what the hell? And then you go, God damn, I'm locked into this place for the next 25, 30 years. All these things you got to know. So, yeah, when I get to Curry, I'm going to have to be like, okay, I need to have the uh, hot water heater where Blake can get to it. I need to be able to face southeast so my kids can get direct TV. And I got to be somewhere uh, 
somewhere close to little darlings. I mean, it's a checklist that I got to put together and we'll get it all figured out. Absolutely. Well, Brian Kerr is your guy, 619-251-1588. And don't forget about once the other guy you're going to need right here. When you get in that situation and you want everything to look good on the outside of your house, Ryan Barkley, Barkley oh, Landscape. Yeah. Ryan's doing a fantastic job all over San Diego. Extremely busy and he's busy because you guys have supported him as part of this show. Ryan always has time for new customers. 619-669-8000. 619-669-8000. Family owned and operated for more than 35 years. Free estimates, commercial, residential, artificial turf, side insulation. So many things that Barkley Landscape can do for you and to make your house look that much better. Yeah, you mentioned the artificial turf. Brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. We did it uh, in the backyard of our condo, and it made such a difference. It was so nice, so easy to clean. Um, just made unbelievable, kept everything cool back there. You should there. have them put a putting green in. Oh, I would for sure. There you go. You know, yeah. people put putting greens in their backyard. You should be the guy that does it in your front yard. Yeah. I'll have the whole thing. <laughs> have the whole I'm gonna fucking have neighborhood playing golf in your front yard. Well, I'm going to have that swinging wooden log. I'll never forget it. The closest we ever came to getting the shit beat out of us, I was with my buddy Cheech and there was this kid. We were playing at Boomers. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> Claremont Mesa Boulevard. And remember when you'd play putt-putt and they'd have that one log in the middle that would swing <laughs> yeah, back and forth? Yeah. There's some kid who's just sitting there. We've never seen the guy before. And every time my buddy's getting ready to putt, he, this kid says, hit it, Wood. Hit it, Wood. Hit it, Wood. And my buddy goes, hey, shut up. And his dad came, and his dad looked like Tiny Lister <laughs> from from Friday. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, shit, you're big. What'd you say to my son? My buddy said, I told him he's a handsome young fellow. We're like 14. But so, shit, we're not going to have that goddamn thing in there. Get my tooth knocked yeah. out. My tooth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that artificial turf, man, it's fantastic. That's the way. That's Dave, the you way would not have any trouble if you would have listened yeah. to me. Instead of thinking you're going to put spyglass over here, right? <laughs> instead of thinking you're going to put in your beautiful garden like a jerk, if you were just listening <laughs> to me, you'd have been fine. Those rabbits would have gone next door. They would have gone else's somewhere house. else. They absolutely would have. Shit. Hey, uh, San Diego Padres are making some moves, okay? Yep. And I'm not saying they're making moves. We make a run at the National League West, but they're making moves. I think what a lot of Padre fans have said, I want to see what's in the minor league system as soon as possible. Can guys get called up, make this thing work? So you say, okay, we're going to sit there. We're going to make some moves to see what we have in the minor league system. And, and they have sent some guys down. Carlos Esuaje gets sent down. Hunter Renfro gets sent down. But at the same time, we spoke about it yesterday. They bring, bring up a, a baseball player that – Hits a lot of home runs, a big dude. He's young. He's only 23 years old. Fermil Reyes, of course, 36 games in the minors, 14 home runs, hitting 346 with 38 runs knocked in. Going to play right field for the San Diego Padres. And I think for a lot of people, it might not be that Jabari Blash thing where you go, well, look, Jabari Blash isn't the answer. Might get hot for a little bit. But this might be a guy that if he actually can hit, can make it stick. So you go, okay, well, let's see what Reyes can do with this, uh, with this team. Right when Jeff put, changes <laughs> the channel, the fucking Rockies hit a home run. Um, but, but when you sit there and you go, okay, what's next? I'm all for it. it there are certain guys yeah. on the Padres that feels like the organization isn't a fan of. I, I think Aswahi is a guy they aren't fans of anymore. I don't think they're yep. fans of Renfro. They haven't been fans of his for a long time. I think this is the, the direction you go with uh, Padre baseball that I'm okay with. It keeps me 
staying awake and paying attention night in and night out if there's a new guy in the lineup to see maybe he is a guy. I referenced uh, the Andy Green interview, and Darren asked him about Will Myers. He's like, we we don't know. Yeah. We, we don't know. I mean, pretty much has counted him out for the month of May, which, I mean, right now, are you looking at Will Myers and going all-star break? Yeah, I, I don't know. For I the mean, oblique? And it's, is that what we're looking at? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, and, and the thing is, Andy Green said he had that injury. He's the one that called yeah. it. When they said, oh, he's only going to be out about 10 days, Andy Green was like, I've had that injury. That's not yeah. the way it's going to go at all. He's going to be out a long time. Yeah, he said it's fine when you're sitting there, but when you get up and you're rotating or yeah. right doing anything like that with your trunk, it gets everything jacked up. Exactly. And you're you're in uh you're in trouble. Look, man, I, they're going to move all these guys through and check it out. All these guys are getting a look. But I thought it was a interesting discussion today that I thought about over the weekend. H.J. Preller brought up the fact <clears throat> there are, I think he said, 13 teams in baseball that have some kind of summer promotion going on where you can get you know, 10 tickets for 50 bucks or yeah. do whatever. And the Padres are one of the teams that are not doing it. Wow. And I'll say this. I've loved that team forever. Saturday night, um, my son Jack was with his mom. So it was just me and my son Cade. We were hanging out. I was thinking, yeah, we're going to do, we're going to go to a Padre game. I was going to go down and see okay. a game. And then I went on StubHub, and I'm like, the fuck we are. I'm like, it's too goddamn expensive, man. What was it for Saturday night? Oh, shit. I think like for, and I get it. It's bobblehead night, and it's. They didn't sell out. The 98 team and everything else. Goddamn, Dave, I think the cheapest I saw were like 28, 29 a ticket. And I go, he he doesn't give yeah. a shit about this team, and you know that that's the problem right now. Is he's? I guess I'll wait. <laughs> I guess I'll wait till you're done, sugar. What the fuck? How about a little dignity, lady? Um, well, give me that look. Uh, are you, she looks right up at you. Yeah, you it just starts round two. I damn this much. She and I have had our differences tonight. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, the problem is they what they don't get is they are not they're not helping parents cultivate new fans. You're hundred percent right. It doesn't work that way. Kids get bored. They don't want to sit around and watch the game on TV. So when I got here and I was a kid. And you go, all right, well, it was different times, sure. But it was still Garvey and Gossage. Yeah. And Gwyn and Nettles. I mean, I, I could go. Yeah. I had a job. Me and my buddy Scott King and Cheech would go to these games by ourselves. And and god damn, I, I was young. Not what my son is. Yeah. My son's only ten. But if I dude, I'm not paying thirty bucks to watch Joey Lucchese. I'm not. You're not going to shake me down for a hundred bucks to f watch fucking Joey Lucchese. <laughs> Bullshit. And I'm sorry. You're not going to shake me down for a hundred bucks for for Fran Mill Reyes. Yeah. And and Corey Spangenberg and a Swahe and and any of this other shit. Just not going to happen. And so the seats are going to stay empty, and it bugs me because I I'm not sure right now they get it. No, I, no, they I'm, don't. I'm not sure they don't. They understand 
while we're all buying into the process, yeah. <laughs> how about working with me a little bit? How about giving me an opportunity where I go, shit, all right, I'm not saying I got to sit behind home plate for 12 bucks, but there's no goddamn way those tickets down the left field line would suck because you can't see the big board, and half the time you can't see the left fielder. Like, whoever designed that place... <laughs> Right, it, it's a fantastic food court, but I'm sorry. There should you go to Dodger Stadium, no matter where I've sat in that place in 35 different games, I've been able to see all nine guys yeah. on the field, and I have probably seen a dozen games at Petco Park where I just went and bought a ticket where I literally could not see either the left fielder or the right fielder. Now that's not Ron's fault or Pete's fault; they didn't have anything to do with it. But if you have a seat in the stadium where you can't see all nine guys, don't charge me full price. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. And it's funny, the first game I ever saw in Petco, we realized we went to go see Ichiro. It was, it was yeah. the, the Mariners. Couldn't see, the Couldn't see him. We sat down the right field line, like third ba- like on the first base side, not in the right field bleachers or seats. They aren't bleachers anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And we couldn't see Ichiro. You had to stand up to or sit way up in your chair to, to see him. And we we're tall we're tall family. We had trouble yeah. seeing him. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't set up the right way. Couldn't agree with you more. Whereas you hear from all three major or, or all three major uh, leagues as far as in how much it means to have the young kids get involved now. Yes. And the NFL talks about it all the time. They worry about the concussions and people not signing up for football and are they losing future viewers? The NBA right now is hot as can be for young oh, kids. Oh yeah. And Major League Baseball, a lot of the guys are saying it's not that important to us. Well, guess what? You're getting passed up. You're just getting yeah. passed up. I'd be very concerned how many young people are in the NBA right now and not Major League Baseball. Oh, I'm telling you, Dave, I watched the end of that game tonight, and it was an excitement to see the Warriors win that yeah. I have not felt as a fan in a long time. And it <clears throat> had nothing to do with me. It's the fact that my 10-year-old son, Jack, loves that team is obsessed with that team and has been obsessed with that team for two years and knows the roster inside and out watches every game that he can to the point that I told him and said, you know what, man, next year for your birthday, I'm not going to worry about getting you clothes or games or anything else. You know, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you the NBA league pass. Cool. And he goes, it's the greatest gift ever. Yeah. And I go, I'm going to get you the NBA League Pass because that's your team. And I go, here's why you're a little dick. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm going to get it for you, you little fucking dick. But I also want you to watch every one of those games that has Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and coached by Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson and the rest of them. And understand... That your dad's favorite team had Louis fucking Salazar on it. Okay? <laughs> and, and the eye chart, Doug Goosh. So I'm going to get it for you. Yeah. But I just want you to know that that's who I was watching. Sixto. Yeah. Carmelo. Bobby Brown. Fucking Swedish Jerry Curl in baseball. <laughs> so just watch your championship team. Take your pride. Wear your jersey around. And your ridiculous sleeve. Does and he wear the sleeve? Yeah, I tried to tell his basketball coach the other day he had tendonitis. Coach is like, Jack, shut up. <laughs> but uh, Ten years old, he has tendonitis. Yeah, that's what he tried to tell the coach. I got a little tendonitis. Coach is like, no, you don't. Coach is looking at me, dying laughing. Um, but, but I'm watching that game tonight, and I know 
I know he is over the moon tonight. Yeah. Now, his brother's a dick because his brother doesn't like the Warriors. Is that right? So his brother's just cheering for the Rockets to be a dick because that's just what brothers yeah. do. What's his team? Wolves? Um, I think he likes the Wolves because okay. his dad likes the Wolves. But tonight he likes the Rockets because yeah. he's a dick. And uh, and I told him, like, oh, that's just a punk move. He goes, what? I like James Harden. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I just... Yeah. So, but you're right, Dave. We went to that Clipper game, and Al Horton hooked us up to see it, and they were stoked. Now we're going on Memorial Day. We're going to go see the Marlins and Pods, uh, because our buddy Glenn Geffner, uh, voice of the Marlins, said, "Hey, man, I got tickets. Let's go." That's and then cool. we're going to take uh, we're going to go to the game, and then take Geff out to to Shake Shack and a little dinner, and and my sons will get to meet him, which is a big kick for me because then we'll track Glenn down on XM moving yeah. forward. Um, but other than that, I, I, and I love this team, but I just go checked it out. I was like, nah, we'll go watch. And we went and had yeah. dinner and watched, uh, UFC and NHL and part of the game on TV. And more importantly, we just sat as a, as father and son, we just talked and laughed our ass off. It was great. Had a great time. You know, it was funny. I was looking through some of the numbers, uh, before we did the show today, as I was watching the NBA game and I was just going, wow, it's amazing how low these batting averages are. And you go, yeah, it's terrible. How many guys on this roster right now, as far as the offensive guys, do you think could be with this team when they're good? And, and oh man, I'll be honest, I've only come up with two and you tell me if I, I'm crazy on that. Hosmer will be here. Yep. Okay. And I think for, uh, Frenchie Cordero will be here. You know, and he was a guy I would have never said that two months ago. But being only 23 years old, he's yeah. hitting 271, six home runs, 17 runs knocked in, five stolen bases. He's getting better. I mean, he, yeah. he, to me, in the next couple of years, he should only be able to read major league pitching that much better. Yeah. Hits the ball a ton. But I think this guy is actually starting to play his way into could be one of those three guys you see in the outfield for years to come. Uh, let's see. Hosmer will be here. Uh, it will not be. A Swahe. Will not be a Swahe or Spangenberg. Or Galvis. Yeah. Um, so it'll probably be Urias. Perella's interesting to me, though. Perella has no power. You know what I mean? He just, it, it was, he's played a ton. 271, zero home runs, 14 runs knocked in. Okay. But, but you're asking me who are guys that could be here. Well, I mean, it's a starter. You know what I mean? You're everyday eight is what I'm asking you. Yeah. Um, it'll be Urias. Tatis is interesting to me. Are they going to go short or third? Yeah. Um, but let's say he's short, then yeah, I think thirds up. Um, and then you go, man, I'm, I'm yeah. Cordero was pretty, pretty cool. He surprised me. Yeah. I, I mean, really has surprised me. I didn't, I didn't think for a second he was one of those guys, but honestly, I was hoping there was something better in the minors. Maybe it might be wrong to say, but he's actually to me playing his way into a guy going, Hey, maybe this is a guy. We're depending on to be our everyday left fielder. Yeah, I think the jury's still out on a bunch of these guys. And I think for the Padres, you that's spoke okay, about though. it. Yeah, yeah, it, but it is okay. I'm not. That's not an insult to whatever. But you're doing the checklist of who's here, who's yeah. not here. As I said, we talked about the guys, the moves they made today. But even for Myers, I, I think for Andy Green, if Myers could get healthy and play his way into a trade, I think that's better for the entire organization. Just get him out. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, what would be great for the organization is for him to become a guy that you go, dude, we stole him Yeah, at the contract that he is because you go, he's a legit power speed guy with a big-time arm, athletic. That That's the best thing for the organization is where you go, shit, now we got 
two legit guys in the middle of the lineup, and now who can come in and build around him? Where do you put Urias? Where do you put Tatis? Um, does that free up possibility for Hedges to stick around? Because I know they love Hedges. See, to me, Dave... Hedges is never going to hit. He's just never going to hit. Yeah. Uh, to me, right now, we are on chapter... Uh, let's say it's a 20-chapter book. I would say we're about chapter 7 right now. We're further in where this story is starting to define itself a little bit, and I think it's starting to, to, to ratchet up. I don't disagree with that. And I think, too... The message that is being sent, whether it's actually being sent or it's just kind of implied, is that vacation's over for a lot of guys. And you go, all right, cool. But, uh, I mean, you go, uh, I didn't have any problem with, with Urias not coming up today. Let Reyes come up. And I think it's great, man. Bring these guys up. And let's see what they got. Now, the the corresponding move, whether a Suahe, I, th I thought Darren was interesting because I saw a lot of people say it was a Suahe, and that made the most sense to me. Darren kind of speculated whether or not Margot would have gone down. And had Margot gone down, I don't think anybody would argue with no. it. And if Margot goes down when Myers comes up, um, although I don't know who you put in center at that point. Uh, you'd have Jankowski here, so Jankowski could play center. I don't think there's any problem if you send Margot down. No, disappointing because I think a lot of people, Margot at age 24, you expect him to be better than he was a year ago. And right now at 202 has been a huge disappointment offensively. I'm with you on that Chapter 7, by the way, which means you and I yeah. are kind of on the same page as far as when we think this team has really a chance of competing for a postseason. And but, it's not 2020. It's closer to 2022 than 2020. I don't know about 2022 going that far out. but Well, I where do you think Mackenzie Gore is? I mean, you know what I mean? Where do you think these young guys are? I mean, right uh, now you have one young guy in Lucchese that you go, okay, he, he should be a lock for the next couple of years. Otherwise, there's not anybody in that rotation. I think Mackenzie Gore, you go 2020. You expect McKenzie Gore to be a, a solid in the top five rotation? Yeah, then Gore and and uh and it was that's young. I mean, that's again, that's that's about twenty twenty one years old. Yeah, but I mean, if he's the shit, he should be there. He he should be there. You're not gonna wait till he's fucking twenty. Let me tell you, if that guy is in the rotation at twenty twenty one, then he is a guy that you say that guy's a future. You know, maybe yeah. all star Hall of Fame type guy. That's like Kershaw age getting yeah. up there early. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's, that's really fast. He's he'll be what eighteen this year? Yeah, I believe eighteen. I believe he graduated high school at seventeen. Okay, so yeah, we're yeah, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, something like that. I think. I mean, look, I, I feel like he's going to be at Elsinore pretty quick. Going to be at Elsinore, I would think. Pitch tonight, he looked good from what I saw earlier tonight. Pitch good, and then you go. I, I was talking with John Conniff today about Paddock. And and John told me uh, from Matt Fryers, he said, I think Paddock's better now than he was before the Tommy John surgery, and he was goddamn good before then. Well, how quick are they moving him up to the organization? Oh, I think I think right now, coming off of that surgery, you're going to be incredibly careful with yeah, him. Yeah, but, right? I mean, why don't you move him up another level and see what he's doing? He's dominating at this level. Yeah, looks like, I, a, I mean, he's a man pitching his high school kids right yeah, now. Yeah, he may pitch Friday night at Elsinore, um, and I appreciate everybody that was great tonight. Bunch of guys um, were kind of figuring out the schedule for Elsinore that uh, Baez may pitch this week and Paddock may pitch this week up there. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be there much longer. 
I would think he's probably gone by mid-July. Just let him. I mean, again, he's just coming off Tommy John surgery, but that shit changeup he throws is just deadly. Kid's so effortless, so good. So yeah, I just think you're starting to. And there was this was really funny today, and I I took the hook twice. There was an article that everybody was incredibly excited about that Ben Beta wrote for Baseball America, talking about how the Padres again have reinvested in international talent and really loaded up. And they go, man, read this article. Well, then you go, and it's a paywall. You go, well, if you only subscribe for $19 a month, you go, shit. <laughs> um, so I didn't get to see it. But they are, there's waves coming. And I, th- I thought Ben Higgins said something today that was really, really pretty good. And Benton was talking about Preller. And he was talking about Preller to the sense of trades. And he said, trades have been made to strengthen the minor leagues, but what trades have been made to strengthen the major league team? And um, they they used a funny analogy, but I thought it was good, where they said Kevin Towers did a great job of being able to pull off trades whether it was for Greg Vaughn or Kevin Brown or others, uh, Wally Joyner, to strengthen the major league team, but had a miserable time putting together the minor leagues. And they talked about um, Tatis for Shields and and other deals. Uh, I don't think they mentioned Rodney for Paddock. But the point was the trades, yes, you've made trades to improve the minor leagues, but if you're going to be good as a GM, you need to be able to pull off that trade to get a major league guy to Couldn't come in more. here. And I thought about it. And I go, shit, man. Does he does he have one? Does he have a trade where you go that improved the major leagues? I I, I don't want to get ten thousand messages on Twitter about Myers and Trey Turner. The scale is completely one sided on that. Where you've embarrassed himself, he's embarrassed himself. That's why I always think that the more I watch him, he should be a scouting director, not a general manager. I mean, as far as loading up with talent and giving you a better chance to win in the future, I understand that. But you're right. I think about that that all the time. As far yeah. as moves you've made, this Headley Mitchell thing has been a disaster. There have been moves in the past. You go, what the fuck are we doing? You know, yeah. and you sit there and you shake your head. And I couldn't agree more with what you just said. I think Kevin Towers wasn't very good. Kevin Towers always talked about the pitching that he was bringing in. Uh-huh. Well, a lot of those guys didn't pan out. And here was a guy who was a pitcher and a guy yeah. that, that was a minor league coach and everything. He had a hard time doing it, whereas yeah. I think Preller's really good at it from what everyone's yeah. telling you who don't have a vested interest in the Padres are telling you, hey, he knows what he's doing. He's stacking yeah. this minor league system very well, better than all 30 teams in baseball. But you're right. That major league trade makes you a little nervous. Do you have the balance and the scale? Because, Do, And I don't know the personnel the Padres have. I mean, I imagine Brian Cashman has a much bigger staff than A.J. Preller has. Yeah. I mean, he's got Logan White and Don Welke and guys that have been around the game for a long time. But again, guys that cut their teeth. As scouts, yes, knowing good young talent, you don't really have uh, that guy where you go, man, this guy is really savvy at making trades. But when you look at it, for me, the Myers thing, my complaint on the Myers has always been the extension, not so much the trade. Where the trade, you go, okay, well, yeah, it didn't work out. You thought you were getting a rookie of the year. You were going for it. You thought this was a guy that can help us right now at the point. Because he looks like a five-tool player. Right? He looks like if he wanted it, he could be a top-five guy in baseball. Absolutely. So you look at that one, and you go, okay. But then center field, you go, well, Margot. But you gave up Kimbrell to get him. 
uh, I think a lot of people in Boston would make that trade again. Oh, yeah, in a minute. Um, so then, yeah, you just kind of work around. You go, all right, well, where are the other trades? Yeah, for right now, um, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting point that those guys made this morning. Yeah. Or is he going to be able when the time – look, I, I think there was a bunch of questions. Is Andy Green going to be a guy as a manager that can be a World Series-level manager? Because I, I think you go, all right, well – I mean, give me the guys. Joe Torre, right? Joe yeah. Girardi. Yeah. I mean, who are the Tony guys? Tony La Russa. A.J. Hinch. Yeah. I mean, again, and I've, I thought about this this morning as well, what you're saying right now, is Joe Torre would not win with this Padre team. This is not talent in the major league level to win. I mean, Andy Green has to be killing him. Nobody wants to make a lineup card out thinking, I don't have a very good chance of winning today. Yeah. Then, all right. And so yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's a World Series manager. Maybe he isn't. We have no idea because he doesn't have the talent to win on an everyday basis. Then you go, okay. But when you get there, is he going to be good enough to? I mean, look at what happened with Boach. Yeah. I mean, where where would Boach be? The Giants have been a, a wreck. Boach is a Hall of Fame manager, um, right? You go. Yep. You look at what Bud's doing. Well, shit. This game, as we watch, as we tape now, they're tight. They're tied three three. I don't know where you're at on Andy. I, I really don't. But I I think there's. I like the fact that they're not just settling for the status quo that there is there's a little there's a little fire under your feet down there as, and that's okay as much as andy might, might drive him crazy as far as what he has to do every single day with this roster this team uh -huh. and the talent that level they have against other teams every day look at the teams that are expected to win and the pressure i mean look at yeah. the teams last year that made the playoffs are out the yankees the red sox the nationals all changed managers dave roberts yeah. who two years ago won manager of the year and then the second year took the dodgers to the world series Today needed a vote of confidence yeah. that you aren't getting fired. Yeah. The Dodgers are off to their worst start since 1958 when they moved to L.A., and Dave yeah. Roberts, who was in the World Series a few months ago, has to they have to come out and say, hey, Dave Roberts isn't going anywhere because a lot of people say it's time to get this guy the fuck out of here. Well, they didn't like him last yeah. year. Yeah, kind of crazy. They didn't like Don Mattingly, and he won a division every year too. Yeah. Uh, but mean, I'm the, saying when, when, the, when the pressure's there and the expectations are there, then it's really on Andy Green. Yeah. You know, you better win or guess what? We have the wrong guy. Paul Molitor almost got fired last year, and he ended up being manager of the yeah. year. I mean, it's just – I mean, we saw Dwayne Casey yeah, named NBA thing. coach of the year. He's fired like three days later. Yeah, gone. But it comes down to the ownership says you've lost 10 straight playoff games to yeah. the Cavs. Yeah. And we – yes, you're fantastic during the regular season, but for whatever the case is, you can't get a pass. Now, for me – I would have felt like, shit, let's give him another year because the Cavs team is probably going to look a lot different. LeBron may move on. And then if he can't get the shit, I mean, that to me, where you go with Dwayne Casey, that felt like an itchy trigger finger because you have to assume, but would he have done, would he have gotten by the Celtics? I don't know. Thank you. Would have got by the Celtics I, with honestly, no Kyrie and no Gordon Hayward. Here's the deal. It's funny. Your kids are NBA guys. I, I Completely. Find this, I find this fascinating, and I've watched a lot of playoff basketball the last couple of weeks. Even though, really, I, as I've said to my kid, I don't give a shit until the Rockets play the Warriors because yeah. this is the matchup. I, I'd rather watch the Rockets Warriors than watch the NBA Finals. These are the two best teams in the yeah. NBA. This is what I want to see. And I, I said to him, and I, I'll ask you would ask your son if you're standing right now. Yeah. There's there's five seconds left on the clock. Uh -huh. Cavs have the ball last. 
Yeah. How you guarding LeBron? You're double teaming him without a doubt. Yeah. You think LeBron's going to pass the ball to somebody else? Yeah, He's not no passing way. to J.R. Smith. Yeah. It's Tristan Thompson. Tristan, yeah. I mean, fuck. Kevin Love. I mean, damn, Dwayne Case, you deserve to be canned. How do you not double yeah. team LeBron when you know he's the only guy that's yeah. going to shoot the fucking ball? Only guy, man. Yeah, shit. And if you double team him and Love beats you, then you're like, yeah. well, all right. Have somebody else beat me, not not exactly. 23. Just like we were saying when Brett Boone was here, you don't let the big bat beat you. Yeah. You knew LeBron was going to shoot it, and you still let him shoot it right in your fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And again, the guy got canned, but I remember when he got canned going, he deserved to get fired right yeah. there. Yeah. But... uh but I like that Celtics Cavs series. I, I I do. I like that series because you look at what Boston is doing without two Amazing. big time impact guys. Yeah. And it was funny last night. I heard somebody from Boston on on a station and just saying like, "Yeah, they should have been out round two and they or round one. They should have been out round two and shit. Here they are and they what they went twenty five. Oh my gosh! You I look. I won by twenty five. Yeah, the, the yeah, it was crazy. I mean, the the Mother's Day massacre, whatever Goodbye. they're going to title it. <laughs> every time, just so you know, every time you've turned your head at the TV, yes. the Rockies hit a home run every yeah. single time. Stop I've looking seen, at the television. I've seen three of them. <laughs> you said three home runs. You turn it out the other way. The Padres tied it up. That fucking Makita's <laughs> shit. He, is he shit. needs to go back to making power tools. <laughs> the fucking kid sucks. He does suck. He does. Look at that pig. Swing and a drive. Back to the wall, and you can get the fuck out of here. Holy cannoli, he hit the shit out of it. Fuck me. 6'3", <laughs> Colorado. Ah, see? That's why you're the best. Yeah. Right there. You never hear calls like that. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not from Jesse Agler. Scared of his own shadow. <laughs> Jesse Nevers is get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Go on. That's it. All of a sudden, I got a fucking cold again yesterday. Yeah. I don't know why. Probably because my son told me today. He goes, yeah, it was like 40 degrees in La Mesa last night. I had no idea. Full window open. Had Vera over. You know how yeah. she likes to sleep. Yeah, like she runs little, hot. Oh, stop it. She runs hot. I know. I've heard it before. God damn it. I've heard it before. All right. Here's the story I wanted to get to because this is the story I think we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. Today okay. was an incredible day. When, as far as what happened when they legalized gambling. Oh, yeah. Huge. I mean, honestly, this is that story where you go, the U.S. Supreme Court approved sports gambling in all 50 states. It's up to the states now on an individual basis to decide yep. if they're going to let it go. East Coast, they can't wait to say, we're in. Everybody yeah, on the East Coast no is saying... We're in. I don't know about California, how quickly they jump on they it. They have a bill. They haven't passed it yet. Yeah. There's a bill on the floor. Hasn't passed. Look, I, I would say my feeling is that it will eventually be passed. We'll be told a line of shit that the money will be used for the schools, like the lottery, yeah. and then none of that money goes to of the course. schools. That's why every school is fucking broke, and teachers are still buying their own supplies, which is criminal when you drive down the street and you see that powerball's 280 million or super lotto's and a teacher 400 buy a kleenex box yeah. yeah yeah oh you know that's a nationwide guy hey fuck you <laughs> you get the point um so they're gonna tell us some line of shit but this is this is what i would say my it's eventually going to become legal and now what i would do is if I'm any of those restaurants on the coast, yeah, like, uh, well, I don't know though. Hang on, I may check myself. 
I think it'd be great for Del Mar to get people out to Del Mar to surf and turf out there. But I was going to say a place like the Poseidon in Del Mar. But Poseidon, they want to churn people through. They want to keep people going through. And if you're sitting there drinking your one fucking Diet Coke yeah. and eating you know, mini pretzels for five hours watching your baseball parlay, it's not doing you any, any great thing. I agree with the people in Vegas that say they don't believe it'll have a huge impact on their economy because people go to Vegas to do more than gamble. Agree. They, they go for everything. Um, but, yeah, I think eventually it will be at Del Mar. And I think there will be sports books, but I think it will be the same thing that we went through when you were uh, 20 and you suffered through the longest year of your life because you were just waiting to when you could finally legally buy beer. Yeah. You turned 21 and man, you went out. I remember the night I turned 21. We were doing atrocious shots at Yogi's in Cardiff with my buddy Jimmy Orlando, who Jimmy O's in Del Mar is named after. Buffalo sweat. I don't even know what the fuck are in them. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> and we did about seven of those shots because I lived right across the street and I staggered home. And then I get up the next day and I come over and, fuck yeah, let me, you know, we're watching the game and you're having Pacificos and everything's great. And then, you know, by day three, you're like, well, all right, fuck. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, I feel like shit. Now what? Yeah, I mean, I can go into 7-Eleven yeah. and walk up. Hey, you got a 12-pack. And you, hey, and the guy cards you, and he couldn't give less And you almost shit. want to say fuck off as soon as you realize I'm 21. That's right. Fuck yeah, off. But they're like, nobody looks at it and yeah. goes, hey, you were 21 three days ago. They're nope. just like, you're just another swing. Exactly. Dick. Get the fuck. I work at 7-Eleven. Take your paps and beat it. Yeah. Beat it. No no grande bolsa. Move it. <laughs> fuck face. And I think it'll be the same thing where you go, uh, where for the first couple of weeks, it'll be great. And then you'll be like, you know, in this week alone, I've lost $103,000 betting women's tennis. I bet the great Serena Williams. Um, and David uh, Bowie's going to have a tough time. Jeff, I'm so goddamn broke. I sold my nephews in a Mexican child porn ring for $88. I parlayed that on the women's national soccer team, and they fucked me by losing to Portugal. Can I have some Globetrotter tickets that I can try to trade back for my nephews before I go to jail? I love you. Um, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think you're going to legalize it, and then you're going to sit there, and you're going to be like, I don't have any control. I've lost everything, and I'm crying? Fuck. Fuck. I'm sitting here waiting. I just bet $7 to see if Mud Grant says one interesting thing this inning, and I've lost four straight innings. No, $28. Do you know how many $5 baskets that buys me a Kentucky Fried Chicken? You know how much chili that buys me, Eddie? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Be careful what you yeah. wish for, man. Well, it, it's funny is 
my son said to me, Dad, he goes, how big of a deal do you think it is? I go, it's a huge deal. Here, here, Here's the deal. He goes, when they legalize pot, if you smoked pot before, yeah. now you're just getting, you, you aren't worried. I don't know anyone ever bought pot before that was worried about actually getting arrested. Yeah. But yeah, it made it easier for you to run down to the store and, and, and get weed if you wanted weed. Yeah. The difference in sports gambling, you could lose your kid's college fund in a weekend, you know? Did and, you not just hear me say I lost everything, you asshole? <laughs> you, you start chasing, like you tell me, right? Yeah. You tell me all the time. There are all two the kinds time. of gamblers out there, losers liars and liars. And, yeah, yeah, liars and losers. Yeah, man. and yeah. so when you look at that situation with that, and it's funny, I was saying, watch how many people start getting multiple TVs in like one room when yeah. you're watching games and you turn it into your own little sports book, Yeah, and you got to watch everything, whether it's, it, let's say it's football season. You're uh -huh. watching three, four games at a time, and you're losing chasing everything. afternoon games. Yeah, you're losing. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Nobody's getting rich, okay? No. Most people do lose, and they chase, and, yeah. and the way it goes. The one thing is about the NFL, we, we said this before, if they ever legalize gambling, what they should do is you have a window like they do at Del Mar, and you yeah. place your bets, that unfortunately you don't have an NFL team in town. But, man, talk about exciting to be able to run up to that window oh, yeah. and go to the game, and you're placing your bets at the window while you're inside the stadium. Pretty good deal. And Vegas, you have to assume the NFL and the NHL, they knew what was happening Oh, years yeah. in advance that's why they put the knights there and that's sure. why they moved the raiders there and hey don't worry about the conflict it's going to be legal everywhere here's the other thing that makes me crazy as i see today on twitter you know one of the challenges of this decision today is knowing that certain people will not have the ability to control themselves <laughs> and may make dangerous decisions you know say that hey fuck you you're grown up okay <laughs> that's it I mean, do you walk across the street when the light's red? You deserve to get hit by a fucking car. Yep. Then if you're too much of a puss to know the difference between right and wrong, fuck you. Who cares? You're a loser. You know, oh, man. Hi, my name's Lewis Michael, and I'm a gambler. Hi, Lewis Michael. I did not have any problems. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg legalized this. <laughs> right? Everybody, it's always everybody else's yes, fault. Yes, always. Don't, then don't do it. Then don't do it. Yeah, it's real yeah. simple. I'm with uh, you. I know what your weakness are, is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you right now is I'm, I'm, alcohol never tested great to me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a drug user. No. But I'm telling you, as a sports fan that always thinks, I know what's going to happen. That would be the one thing that I really have to watch myself to worry. And I'm not I'm not gonna that kind of but, guy to get caught up. Maybe once in a blue moon going, hey, you know what? We're going to throw some money yeah. down on the Cowboys-Redskins game. Yeah. But I'm not going to be that guy that does the the chasing money at the 10 o'clock games. Oh, shit, things going to go well. I'll make it yeah. up at the 1 o'clock. They'll make it up on the Sunday night game. Yeah. I already know that that's gonna that doesn't work. But yeah. a lot of people will see how that works out for them. But, hey, know your weakness. Know where you, you get caught up. And the young people, I think, more than anything else. I mean, young people like college kids are the ones yeah. that always seem to get caught up. I know more than everybody else. Well, that's a good life lesson. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's a life lesson. Then you figured it out. Look, I was at Del Mar from the opening. Who had that double? Dookie had that double. Um, I was out there from the start of off-track betting. I watched what it did to people. I watched people that came in in really nice cars. Yeah. And a nice suit put together. Right? Some... Good cufflinks. All of a sudden, next thing you know, they're in a fucking free mustache ride t-shirt. They lost everything. They were cup kickers. Yeah. They were the guys that were walking around 
looking at tickets on the ground to see if somebody had thrown a winning ticket. I mean, that's when you go, fuck, man, I've hit rock bottom. But guess what? It didn't impact me at all. Yeah. I didn't tell him to, uh, well, shit. I mean, I gave him horses. But, yeah. What do you think about Mark Cuban saying that if you own a professional franchise, you just doubled your value? That's oh. going to be that big of a deal. That all of a sudden, well, this, the shows like ESPN, Sports and everything, they're going to have a huge gambling aspect on it because wow. now there's a vested interest. Um, again, it's, it's going to be one of those things that I think there will be people that it draws a huge amount of interest to. And there will be people like Saturday is the Preakness. And there will be people that will bet the Derby winner in the Preakness because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're going to run to watch TVG tomorrow to, you know, bet Gulfstream. They're going to bet the late double at Gulfstream. They're just going to be like, they're going to pick their spots. Um, I think it'll be, you know when I think it'll be great? I think it'll be great for Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it'll be great for big-time fights. No kidding. But uh, but I really think that there will be, I mean, if you're if you're sitting here on a Monday night, and you're like, that's a goddamn strike! <laughs> right? Losing your shit. Watching a meaningless Rocky Padre game. <laughs> then you got, then that's yeah. on you, man. At some point you go, Look, at some point you got to grow up. At some point agree you more. have to be an adult and you have to make decisions and stop worrying about, you know, every everybody else. Like I said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just <laughs> fucked you over today. You're you she just stuck it to you. Now, shut up. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like it because I, I, I do that, too. I, I wonder how they will do it. I wonder how they'll regulate it. Um. I do. I wonder what the vig will be, right? Yeah. I mean, how how much am I gonna, what am I gonna make? But uh, I will tell you, because I've seen it firsthand. At the start, yeah, it'll be fun. You go in, hey, what's up, Dagmar? Looking good. And then by the end, you'll go in and be like, what's up, Vera? <laughs> well, I want to know because NFL ratings, they say drop last year. Yeah. What does this do for NFL ratings? Because football's the easiest sport to bet. And it just is. And baseball's a little tough. I mean, it could be Kershaw against whatever, Joe Schmo for the Padres, and it's yeah. just not worth your bet putting money on Kershaw. But when you sit there and you go, okay, the Cowboys are taking on the Browns on, yeah. on Sunday Night Football, whatever the hell, you're going, okay, there, there's an interest in it. What I hope as as a sports fan, because my wife doesn't watch a ton of sports, yeah. she's not a fan at all, that I hope if I say, hey, look, at 20 bucks on this game. She yeah. sits and let me watch the fucking game with me instead of me running into another room and watching it by myself. That but ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. I know. No. Damn it. I'm just hoping she has more of an interest of, in sports because of the knowing, hey, there's money on this game. Yeah, which should be good, man, is will they extend it out? I mean, really, make open it up. Yeah. Bet, be able to bet The Bachelor. Be able to bet Dancing with the Stars, Survivor, uh, Big Brother, any of this shit. The Voice, right? Yep. I mean, they don't, they don't know the funny to me you can fucking go online and literally bet wrestlemania <laughs> you can bet wrestlemania something that is a predetermined finish yes you can go on and bet money and there's enough people that will bet the wrong way that there's a book that'll take money out. yeah I go, what the hell but um i don't know man i i have been around it uh a lot of my adult life and I liked it. I would like betting the double or, you know, a couple of parlays. I love betting football parlays, but I, I didn't 
I mean, I could bet a football parlay tonight. I, we did DraftKings for a while. It was fun, and then I got bored with it. Someone asked me today, they said, do you think this increases the chances of fixing games? And I said, well, not at the professional level because these guys make so much money as it is, it's not worth it. Yeah. But at the college level, does this open the door where you start paying college athletes because now there's so much money involved in, in see, gambling? Man. Now, see, that that's where you go. That's a, that's a really good question <clears throat> that I don't know the answer to. Yeah. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what the answer is to that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But I, I find that yeah. fascinating. Especially would, like March Madness, right? You're sure. talking about the college football games, everything. Sure. That now all of a sudden you have guys who are influenced because they don't have any money. Yeah, I mean, let me use this as an example, right? Yeah. Okay, let's say the Chris Weber timeout game no shit. happens in four years. Okay? Uh, nobody looks at, at that play from Michigan. If anything, you look at it, you feel sympathy for Weber. Third, you go, God damn, man, on, on that stage, it just, you got caught up in the moment, you made the wrong call. But if that happens four years from now, yeah. what percentage of people is going to look at and feel sympathy for that guy? And what percentage is going to go, you, oh, fuck. <laughs> How much did that dick just clear? Fucking guy. Oh, I always hate, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it, again, I mean, you go shit. Yeah, young kid, college kid, has had an unbelievable run, right up into this, and and luckily he's done enough other things where sure he's remembered for that, but it's not the only thing he's remembered. It for. is funny that you brought up Chris Weber because Chris Weber was one of those guys that took money when he was at Michigan. He's oh, one yeah. of the main reasons. He wouldn't even be part of the whole Fab Five documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now when you just said that, I never thought about it. Go wait a second, Chris Weber is the guy that called timeout. Right. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> but that wasn't you know what, what I, mean? I was it, getting at. I was just. Yeah. That's the first thing that yeah. you look it at. It took me twenty six years to realize what, or twenty five years to realize yeah. what what just happened. But you go. Uh, I mean, there's just it, man. It it opens it up for a lot of things yeah. from a college level, from a pro level too, because we see it. God, if I'm if I'm Rob Manfred, I'm looking at a bunch of different things. Because now all of a sudden, think about Tim Donahue, right? And and how he was... Crooked. Crooked. Yeah. But shit, what's the biggest issue? One of the biggest issues we see in baseball is the floating strike zone yeah. that we see with umpires. Well, right now, you just look at it and you go, well, that guy just sucks. Yeah, that's what we do. But if it becomes legalized, then you're like, oh, this son of a bitch. Yeah. Son of a bitch, and you start seeing guys back there calling strike two with a cast on their broken thumb because my man Jilly Rizzo took yeah. him out because he didn't follow directions. No, I, I, Dave, I, I don't know, man. That's yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on the leagues for sure. There was an interesting stat today while you were, uh, while you were driving over to, to my house to do the show. We were watching the Warriors and Rockets, and the, one of the referees for the game tonight, mm -hmm. I think it's Scott Anderson, I, I might be wrong on that on the guy's name, but. They say games that he referees when the Warriors play, the uh -huh. Warriors are playing 500 basketball. God damn. And they showed a play where Kevin Durant was clearly fouled shooting a three. Yeah. And the guy said that was on the floor. Well, he was clearly up in there shooting, yeah. and, and he wouldn't give it to him. Anyway, there's the 500 ball with him. Like, like God damn. 85% of the games they win without him. And it was like, this guy has it in for the fucking Warriors. Yeah. Without a doubt, he has it in for the yeah. Warriors. It, it proves it. Yeah. And he sit there and he'd go, wow. So when, when you talk about crooked referees and yep. all that stuff, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Where it may just be 
Could be anything. Yeah. Right? He could be just trying to overcompensate by calling it fair for the two-time NBA champion. And he just, I mean, that's where the league needs to step Ste- in and go. Why, why even put him on the court? Because yeah. you know the Warriors already think they're about to get fucked. Exactly. Take him off those yeah. biggest signs. It, it's, to me, it's Angel Hernandez. Why is fucking exactly. Angel Hernandez still in Major League Baseball? He sucks. Couldn't agree more. All right, got to yeah. throw this one at you as well. At a death, a, a famous person passed away. We we'll say it runs in three, oh, but shit, we'll say yeah. Margot Kidder passed away Margo at age Kidder. 69, who was 29, I guess, right? When Superman came out, is that right? Or somewhere around there. She was God in her damn. 20s. Yeah. Fuck Margot Kidder. What okay? do you mean by that? I swear to God, I've got a cup of ice I'm going to throw in your face, you asshole. She was never hot enough for him to give up his powers at Superman. Margot Kidder was never attractive. You think Margot Kidder was attractive? Yeah, I liked her. Did he really? Yeah, I liked her as God, a kid. I don't think she would. I don't know. If not, she, uh, not a fan. She oh, take it back! <laughs> take it back. You could have no. gone, gone Jacqueline Smith in that role. Oh goddamn, she's a treasure. She's a goddamn angel. Dave, let me tell you something. I'd sell my kids, my dog, my kidney, and my spleen just to have Jacqueline Smith hold my hand for eleven seconds. <laughs> um, Jacqueline Smith is special. Now the problem with uh, Margot Kidder. That she gets lost in the shuffle because I think it's Superman 2 when the amazing Valerie Perrine comes in. Remember Valerie Perrine? No, which one is she? Oh, my God. the, the She was Gene Hackman's. Oh, yeah. That was in the, the first one, though. The blonde one? The blonde girl? Is she in, is she in the, first the first one, one, too? Yes. Man, oh, man. She's in both of them. Yeah, Valerie Perrine was okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Margot Kidder. Yeah, 69 years old. She went batshit crazy in the mid-90s. And yeah, then, and then right. Went, and then wouldn't leave her house. God damn. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, like think about that. Like, Christopher Reeve had yeah. kind of a rough ending. For me as a kid. Uh, anyone who played Superman had a rough ending. You know? The, the guy that played Superman. George had, Reeve. George Reeve, right? Tried to catch a speeding bullet. Yeah. <laughs> right in the chest. Um, Didn't work. Godspeed to him and his family. <clears throat> yes um, yes but yeah i mean that that was a big time movie man when yeah. we were kids it was a great movie now you watch it and it's still a fun movie yeah now, that, I, I love the superman movies that when theme I was a kid song there. was great yeah because he was marlon just, brando was in it i remember yeah. going to the theater i had no idea marlon brando was everyone's jackie applo- cooper everyone yeah everyone's clapping i'll tell you this jackie cooper was our uh my customer at del mar too what a fucking nice really? guy what a oh, nice cool. man yeah, he was great, and uh, no, uh, the the other guy, uh, Jackie Cooper, and uh, shit, he lived in La Jolla. I think Cliff Robertson? God, yeah. I hope I'm doing that right. Sorry. From Spider-Man? Was he in that, he too? Was, yeah, it was Uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. He lived in La Jolla. Yeah. He came out to Del Mar. Tim Conway, Vic Tabak, Dick Van Patten, all those guys, man. All those. I, I mean, all of them are dead. Well, yeah, shit. They were 90 years old then. But uh, goddamn, they were cool as hell. All those yeah. guys. It was really fun. Like, they, uh, like I think they appreciated being recognized. And, and Vic Tabak was just. I think Vic Tabak died young. He would do it all the yeah. time because my friend Stephanie sold the racing digest. And he would buy the Bedeker card from me all the time. And I, I would just, he'd do it for me all the time. I'd go, hey, light her up. Dingy! <laughs> what, he really? Tell her to stow it? It's great. He 
He's just great. But she loved That's him. That's cool. She loved him, man. He was just. He That's was, cool. He was. He always a big dude, yeah. man. Big. Vic Tabak was a big man. Like looked like a linebacker, and just. Uh, Man, what a personality. Yeah, just thinking about those that's guys. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about those guys in a long time. But, oh, just – see, Dave, that's what I'm saying. Old school Del Mar like that yeah. was great. I don't know because, hey, those guys could all bet on their phone or, right, do bet at home with TVG. Yep. You don't have to come down the car and come to Del Mar anymore. Uh, so I don't know what legalized gambling will be. It won't be like that. No, it's uh, it's interesting. Anyway, Margo Kidder, 69 years old, passes away. Um, wanted to let you know, uh, I called pro flowers today, by the way. Oh yeah. Let me hear what so, happened here. So my son who taped me with his phone, which I didn't realize I said, get rid of that tape. But he said I was, I was over the top mean to her, to the lady. Now, what did I tell side. you yesterday? Well, what do you want me to say? I told you she didn't have anything. And, to do and with I told it. her that I said, I understand you didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. But I go, doesn't, this is what, this is what set me off. I said, here's the order number. Gave her the order number. Yeah. yeah. That's still pending. No, she, she should get those. Okay. She should get those this week. No. Yeah, that was the answer. That's oh, what, that that, okay. that was the worst thing she could have said to me. That that really drove me nuts. Instead of apologizing and what can we do to make it right, you yeah. know, we'll give your money back. Boom, boom, boom. We're probably still sending the flowers. Anything that could have been at least moving towards the right answer. Because I okay. understand people make mistakes, and I sure. said that to her three times. I understand it's not your mom. It's yeah. not your order. You didn't take my order. You're the one that was going to deliver them. Yeah. You're the one that just answered the phone. <laughs> but when she said it's still pending fucking drove me crazy that was the worst thing to say that's when I, I lost my shit yeah and basically that was it and then here, here's the thing that also well, i got mad at her when she said to me you'll have that money back on your card in the next uh was seven it? to ten days five to ten days i think it was yeah. and i was like you'd have no problem fucking taking it out the second i place that order yeah. you know and, and anyway that's the bank yeah that's the bank i understand that yeah i understand that and so th that but was they it. did nothing for you right nothing nothing god that sucks All still right, pending well, yeah well, fuck you, Pro Flowers. Yeah, that was, I, I mean, that that's was it. it. But, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so that that was it. I told you guys yesterday I'd give you an update as far as uh, as far as far what happened. But there, uh -huh. there you go. Chris, uh, go real quick on the Superman thing you just brought up. He, uh -huh. he didn't really try and catch a bullet. How did he end up dying? Did George Reeve? George Reeve. He, uh, uh, he was did murdered. He kill, there was a movie made out about it. I, a lot of people said he, he killed himself. Oh, is you that think right? It was murder? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There's a little hang-up on there. Yeah, is and that so I didn't know what, what what happened there. Funny man, um, when I take my kids to L.A., we have charted and been to a bunch of the places. Didn't yeah. I say recently that when I was waiting to meet my dad, I ended up in the like I drove by, and there was the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So I got to see like where Chris Cornell was. That was okay. kind of, that was kind of wild. Joey Ramone and just and you go through and just you know, whatever. Do your thing. It's just another part of the celebrity that's there. But years ago, on Mother's Day, we took my my sister booked it. So we took my mom and my grandmother on the Graveline tour. Yeah. On Mother's Day. God damn, my sister and my brother and I laughed our ass off. I have no idea what my mom and grandmother thought about this. <laughs> we thought it was fantastic. Because they showed where Jack Cassidy dropped a cigarette and burned his apartment. Hey, let me get, hey, slow down, driver. I'm trying to get a picture here. My flip phone. My Razor flip phone from uh, Singular. Yeah. And then uh, Janis Joplin and, and all this other shit. And Sal Minio. 
So you kind of know where a lot of these different things happen, right? Like yeah. my sons, are, uh, we went and found the Freddie Prinze house. I don't know why we did. We're just like, you know, you find different houses. I got to be honest with you. There's never been a day where I've been interested to find the George Reeve house. No, no. <laughs> okay. Here, the, you, you, when you were a kid, you watched the whole reruns. Neither one of us were alive when that show ran. No, but... you know what? I didn't watch you the didn't. Superman. I'll tell you what I watched okay. a lot when I was a kid. Okay. We loved Gilligan's Island. But it's funny. I saw a clip the other day. The show I absolutely loved when I was like my kid's age and the movie, the show had to be 50 years old at that time was the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. I thought the goddamn Dick Van Dyke show was hysterical. Maury Amsterdam. Goddamn, I thought he, I thought those, and I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, David. <laughs> those little nephews of mine, I would have sold them and your kids for one night. With the gorgeous Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Dude, oh, I watched, man. literally, I watched your Mary Tyler Moore episode today and I laughed out loud. And I don't know if you remember, because I never, I told you before, I've never yeah. seen the Mary Tyler Moore show when it aired, but I'm watching it now on, on reruns. It was Ted Knight. And I, every time I say yeah, Ted Knight, I think of great. Mark Grant. Yeah. Ted Knight had this deal where he never fucking won the Emmy. For, yeah. uh, for, for, for best newscaster. And they told him, don't fucking trip the guy that wins. Because every year you trip the guy that wins, you get pissed. Yeah, he trips that guy. That dude does a header right into yeah. that fucking podium. I might laugh my ass off. And Ten Night is so damn funny. Show was great. They it was loved great. it because it was supposed to be in Minneapolis. Well, yeah. I mean, they filmed ten scenes in Minneapolis at the start. That was it. Dude, she washes the car in the French Arkansas Jersey. Yeah, how about yeah, that? Old like school. Uh, I saw a thing today that was funny. That I guess last week. They had the cast of the Love Boat was on the Today Show, and I did. Would you have bet that that uh, uh, Murray? Well, yeah, he's still he's still alive. Yeah, Gavin McLeod. Yeah, yeah, still alive. Lou Grant's still alive. Is that right? Yeah, he's in his nineties. God there, damn, I'd have bet. Dude, those Betty guys. White. So almost everybody on that show is alive except for Ted Knight and Mary Tyler Moore. Shit, yeah, everybody's I knew in Betty their nineties. Was still alive. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Ed said, Asner's still alive. God, I would have said he died in nineteen eighty two. Lou Grant was still on TV. Oh, shit. Godspeed <laughs> to him and his family. And same thing with Steubing. Yeah. But at that show, like the Love Boat, and it was funny. They Somebody, they asked somebody, why did that show work? And he said it worked because it was all cop shows. And they said this was just kind of a nice, they call it like a romance show. Yeah. Well, when you're a kid, you don't think of it like that. And now you see it. Because you always thought, these son of a bitches got it pegged. They get to go on that boat. Bullshit. They yeah. run a soundstage in Burbank. But um, but that boat, you always thought that was a cool show. Yeah. Until they let Ted McGinley on. <laughs> Ted McGinley killed every fucking Ted show. Ted McGinley killed everything. Happy and, Days, Married with Children, Love Boat. Uh, again, if I have one kryptonite, it's not going to be sports gambling. The kryptonite that I have to... If they ever start charging $2 to watch YouTube clips... I'm done. Cuz I'll be I'll be broke by the end of the night. And we were talking uh me and Costa were ripping Hardwick. Yeah. Cuz he started talking shit about the Raiders. So Costa and I have one go-to move and that's that we threaten everybody with the Malachi crunch, yeah. which is the great move from Happy Days from the Demolition Derby. Yep. And the Malachi brothers couldn't be less intimidating. <laughs> but as a kid, you were like, these fucking guys. Yeah. 
Haven't showered in a week. Yeah, you better you better walk softly. The malachis aren't dicking around. So I started looking for uh, Malachi brother clips, and they find all these Happy Day clips. Yeah, of like Fonzie, when some guys like. And the great thing on Happy Days is everybody talks really loud. Hey, let me tell you something, redhead. I'm gonna bop you one in the face, and then you hear the crowd go crazy. And Fonzie's five foot six yeah. standing in the back. Right? <laughs> hey, what's going on here? Whoa! Hey, Fonz! And I'm just sitting there watching this guy yell at Fonzie. And the crowd's screaming, right? Everybody's excited. Everything okay here, Richie? Yeah, Fonz, I'm good. And it's just like, it's so dumb. Yeah. But then you can find the one where emotional Fonzie, something happened to Richie. Who knows what trash can fell and hit him in the head. And, uh, Two-part episode. Yes. And then there's like the prayer. It's so shitty. It's so bad. You're like, God damn, how did this show survive? Like, you know, we're kids. I thought this show was great. You know, it's funny. When I was a kid, my mom's favorite show was The Honeymooners. If you watch oh, The God. Honeymooners now, there's can't no way. Can't that show. Well, number one, that show it can't be on television anymore. I mean, he threatens to punch his wife in the face once oh, a fucking show. shit. He threatens to send her to the moon by punching her in the face so fucking hard. Yeah. Alice. Yeah, Reuben Foster's like, I-, I can't watch this show. No. Yeah, that's not that watching show that. Way over the line. Yeah. Well, Cosby's like, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, yeah, it, but YouTube, you just go watch. It's true. And it'll, you can just find. But there now there's like 12 second ads at the front of everything, which just slows down the whole shit. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, too, uh, and then we'll be done. Everybody now is an expert. Because of the UFC. If you didn't see the other night, Amanda Nunez retains her championship. by She defeats Raquel Pennington. And one of the things that people are talking about is that Raquel Pennington didn't want to come out for the fifth round. And her corner talked her into it. And then she went out, proceeded to get uh, stopped. Nose got broken, everything else. So everybody is going crazy. Look, I will tell you, that's why you have those people in your corner. Yeah, You have those people in your corner because they challenge you to find something within yourself to, to go out and do it again. And while I, while I appreciate everybody that comes out and says, this was a terrible night for the UFC, no, no it wasn't. I mean, you never it, – it's always tough in any fight when you see somebody get beat up. It, it is. It's tough for me as somebody who loves the fights to see a female. Yeah get a broken nose or eyes get puffed up, but that's the life they've chosen. And so when people today are, are incredibly critical of the corner and everything else, um, and it didn't help that Amanda Nunez comes out and says, well, you know, they, they failed her. No, they didn't. They train with you every day. They're, they are with you every day. You are as close to those people as anybody in your life. And they know you. Yeah. And they also know that if they go, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's quit. You're out. That you're going to look later on and go, shit, man, I did everything I could. This is my one title shot. She won't get another title shot. This is it. And we have seen it. Uh, I mean, I, I look at the Misha Tate-Holly Holm fight. Misha Tate was absolutely out of that fight done Yeah, and came back and choked out Holly Holm and won the title. <clears throat> now, I don't know. She wasn't beat up at the level that Raquel Pennington was the other night. But I would just say the fighter mentality is different than any mentality in sport. 
I agree. And uh, and I thought Raquel Pennington today was incredibly classy. Her girlfriend Tisha Torres was incredibly classy. I mean, it was a pretty wild scene. The one thing that it, it was kind of lost in the shuffle is you have two openly gay women uh, in Amanda Nunez who was there with her girlfriend Nina, who contribute. Uh, uh, participates in the UFC. And you had Raquel Pennington with her girlfriend, Tisha Torres, and they were all in the cage afterwards. And you go, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. kind of cool where you go, we're, we're at a place right now where nobody's smirking or making jokes. It's kind of a, I would think kind of a breakthrough moment. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, for, for the LGBT co- community. And you go, shit, man, that was cool. But I, I would just say, spend time around them. Um, Dan Henderson's fight against Shogun Hua is going into the UFC Hall of Fame. And it was a fight uh, that took place November the 5th, 2011 at the SAP Arena. If you've ever seen that fight, go, or if you haven't seen that fight, go watch it. That, to me, is the craziest day that I can ever remember in my entire sports professional career. Because... I was working for a company called Clinch Gear. We were in San Jose for that fight. I was literally in the second row. <clears throat> but two hours before that main event, one of my really good friends, a guy by the name of Mike Chandler, was fighting uh, for Bellator. And he fought a guy named Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight championship. That fight is the most insane fight I've ever seen and I'm watching it and I'm freaking out because Mike's a clinch gear guy and he's a buddy and they're beating the shit out of each other. Mike's all beat up and, uh, and Mike ends up winning and you go, God damn, that's insane. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. And now I go sit in the second row. I watch my buddy, Tommy Lawler get choked out right in front of me. Out cold. Boom. That's great. <laughs> Wish it happened to Costa. <laughs> uh, and then, I watched Dan and Shogun, and yeah. Dan Shogun outweighed Dan by 25 pounds in that fight. And Dan had him out in the second round. Dan ran out of gas and hung on to the fifth and wins that fight. It's going in, but it's just like you watch that fight. There was no way Dan should have been able to go out for the fifth round. He was done, Yeah, and he found a way to do it and win. So it's just, yeah, if you were worried about that or just understand, man, that corner knows her and loves her and would protect her. They would never do anything to hurt her. And that was that. There you go. All right. I want to thank Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor is doing a fantastic job. 20 years in San Diego. He is the best right there. We, we have the best sponsors. We yep. say this all the time. I know I use that word best a lot. Like Donald Trump loves to use that word. We cannot be more proud of the sponsors we have that support this show that make it easy for you to hear this show on a regular basis. Taylor made pools, 619-449-4452. For insulation, pool resurfacing, new equipment and repairs, full remodels, commercial, residential, new construction, commercial, residential, you name it, tailor-made pools. It is very easy to get a hold of Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Don't wait for the kids to be out of school. It's coming up. Summer breaks is around the corner. Remodel your pool right now. Tailor-made pools that can help you in every area related to your remodel. Old pool, upgrade the tile, the surface. Everything that you possibly need. Look, here's the number again for Alan, 619-449-4452. 
the grotto, the waterfalls, the slides, you know what goes on with it. Saltwater technology, the infinity pools we talk about. Alan's your guy for everything surrounding pools. Well, I have to apologize to Leisure Fryer because last night I, I thought we had a really neat idea. And the neat idea was to keep the legend of Leisure Fry going after he passes away sometime in the next couple of weeks. What I thought would be really cool is if we ground him down and we made decorative tiles. I like the idea. See, I, I thought it was a beautiful memorial to a really good guy. And unfortunately, what I found, according to, to Leisure Fryer today, was that he had the podcast on and his grandkids heard that suggestion and they were a little nervous about Paw Paw. <laughs> and uh, just, so, just so we're clear for those grandkids, who I'm sure are fantastic kids, we're, we're not doing it until he's officially dead. And as of now, that it's not official. But when he is officially, we're doing it. We're going to pay tribute to him. Yeah. And we're going to make decorative tiles out of him. Not just putting him in. Like my dog Shep, he just came home. And he's in a little box. And they got his paw print there and a little heart with his name. Well, I'm not doing that. I don't want Leisha Fryer sitting on the fireplace with his fist, right? <laughs> Well, on the box, will say, God damn it, I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a grandfather that uses God damn it more than Leisure Fryer? No. And you know what's going to happen, Dave, too. Until his grandkids get hold of his old Twitter account. Yeah, and what his grandkids are going to do is they're going to they're gonna find a way to jimmy that lock because they're going to think there's cigarettes in there. <laughs> and then they're going to open it up, and they're going to find that big hefty bag full of Fryer's ashes. And they're just gonna fucking chuck it like a kid throwing the the hammer throw, right? <laughs> Seventy two Olympics without Bobby Addy. Yeah, and uh, and I I don't want that to happen. He's a wonderful guy. So I've already talked to Alan, and uh, and we're gonna make the Leisure Fryer decorative tiles. It won't happen until he's officially done, um, and we'll find out. I just wish, I wish we had the opportunity to do it with John Butler already. <laughs> That'd have been a lot of goddamn tile. We could have done, you know, we could have done it. What, John? Where would we have put the tile? Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> you dipshit. <laughs> I can totally picture him calling it a dipshit. <laughs> so our guy, Alan Taylor, God damn, I just got a cold. I can't start coughing and hacking. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like a dipshit. Yeah. Uh, huh? Now, no, what time have you ever fought back? Is is it is McGuire gone? Why why do you got to yell at me, Eddie? Well, he's a challenge. Why are you gonna yell at me, John? I told you, Dave. He's a challenge. Yeah, big son of a gun. That's about a four X T shirt he wears. I'll tell you the other thing. He smells like nest. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, I would like, can I just ask one question before we give the number to Taylor made pool again, Dave? Can I ask one question of my little piss ant friend, Ed, here? Ed, I would like to know one thing. As I sit here at night, there is one thing I enjoy more than anything, and you know what that is. I know. You know what I love, Ed? 
I love some nice warm chicken nuggets. Yes. I love some. <laughs> I love some corn and butter sauce, extra butter. Yes. And I love an ice cold yuho. Now you know what I have here, Ed. I know exactly what you have. Well, I'm going to tell you, you little fuck. <laughs> I have. I don't even know if I'd call them warm. Chicken nuggets, no barbecue sauce anywhere. I, shit, I just mixed John and Ed right there. Must be the cold mitts. There's a little bit of butter. And this goddamn yoo Ed, did you sit on it before giving it to me? John, I've never sat on your yoo Give the goddamn number, David. I'm going to go beat the shit out of this little fucker. And then go back in the ground. Till next time. Alan's number, Taylor May Pool, 619-449-4452. I'm suffocating in here. Good. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, man. Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company. Superior Fence Company's been in San Diego since 2005. Custom iron. Build it around a certain grave. Strike two. Custard iron gates and fences. The and the only company in North County that has sandblasting and thermal spray booth to prevent rusting. Driveway gates with all the bells and whistles. Don't forget telephone entry systems. You name it, wireless entry systems, etc. Superior Fence Company. They do it all. As Daniel tells us all the time, everything's easy. A plus rating with the BBB. Fully licensed and insured. Very easy to find them online. San Diego Superior Fence. Dot com on Twitter, SD Superior Fence. Again, Daniel Tyler, he he does most of his stuff in North County, but he will go all over San Diego County to make sure that you have the right fence, the right gates up in your house or business. What, I'll tell you what, Dave. From what you said right there, it just sounds like San Diego Superior Fence makes sense. <laughs> it does. 760-745-4846. Ed, I swear to God, (laughs) I come back once a week, and you had the audacity to fuck up my chicken nuggets, and then you use your little pun? It sounds like San Diego Superior Fence makes sense. You know it makes sense. What? Beating the absolute dog shit out of you. Now, I'm a guy who spends most of his time in the ground. And I'll tell you that thing about Daniel. He drives that goddamn fence post right down. I say, I'm down here, sir. I think I'm going straight to hell. I think I'm going. You are, buddy boy. Right past me. And I'll tell you another thing, big shot. There's no chili down there. No decorative tiles at the wiener schnitzel. You fuck. Um, thank you to all these guys that have contributed to our event. It's coming up on August the 1st, Wednesday night, August the 1st. Disappointing Joseph will be the band. Thank you to Tad Ryan. Uh, Sean Walchef and Callie Comfort will be out there doing pulled pork sandwiches. I believe we're not locked in yet, but I believe we're going to the East Lake Country Club. Okay. Now, thank you to John Conniff, who tonight... 
doesn't even live in San Diego, but from Mad Fires, John said, hey, I threw 50 bucks in, and I'm going to see if uh, a couple of my guys, hopefully Kevin Charity and his wife come out. But I, I just appreciate John Conniff. If you haven't heard, I don't know how you could avoid it. We've got it everywhere. Um, we're raising money. We're raising money for five charities, Stand Up to Cancer, uh, which means a lot to me and Dave, and, and I'm sure a lot of you. Uh, the Alpha Project is my pal Bob McElroy, who does an insanely good job uh, assisting the homeless downtown and is just a guy that just goes down and kicks ass every day. Rancho Coastal Humane Society, I got a wonderful letter uh, from John Van Zanti Great. Uh, up there at Rancho Coastal. They're so thrilled uh, to be part of what's going on, and we're thrilled to honor them. Uh, Charity.water, great email from them today. They they were incredibly nice. And we're also raising money for suicide awareness. Um, five causes that mean a lot to, to this show, and I think a lot of you have been touched by it. We have a GoFundMe page, and if you go to the GoFundMe page and just make a $25 donation, we're going to get you in the door. Yep. We're going to get you in the door. It's going to be a really, really fun night. We're going to have some door prizes to give away. But it's just really a chance to hang out. I, somebody asked me, which could be kind of fun, and I don't know if this will work, if we would do kind of a Q&A. And maybe it's like you and I do a, a chat. Uh, Lisa Ann's coming down. Yeah. And it'd be kind of fun to, to talk to her and, and just kind of do like a live, not recorded. We're just not messing with it. If you're going to be there, you're going to be there, and you're going to enjoy the night. But really, it's it's Dave and I getting a chance to celebrate the 20th anniversary of this show, all the different things we've seen, and just hang out with you guys, and, and we'd love you to be there. But understand, we set up the GoFundMe page because that way, every nickel that comes in, we're yeah. not walking around chasing checks and doing anything else that night. It just makes it so the money that comes in will immediately be divided amongst those five charities. And I want to thank Matt Coyle who um, is come down and donating books. Jim Trotter's donating stuff. Lisa Ann, as I mentioned, is coming down and donating stuff. It's going to be a great night. And and for $25, uh, we'd love to have you there. Even if you can't um, attend, uh, man, I hope you go on and 5 bucks, 10 bucks. No amounts too yeah. little. We, we would be thrilled with anything. Dave made a great point the other day, kind of off the air, we're doing 20th anniversary limited edition shirts. Yeah. And the point had been to make them available that night. But I, I like what you said, Dave, which is we may try to figure it out. And if we can get it done, uh, maybe we'll make them uh, available on, online. Yeah. Kyle's going to come down and help us out with the we website. We need Kyle's help. Yep. And we'll get that done. And uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen for sure. Um, the plan is to have the shirts. We feel pretty good that we'll have the shirts at the event yep. and, and we'll sell them and you'll get them. And all that dough is going to the cause. So uh, Stand Up to Cancer, the Alpha Project, Rancho Coastal Humane Society, uh, Charity.Water, and Suicide Awareness. Those are the five we've chosen. And uh, I just I can't tell you enough how much Dave and I appreciate everybody who stepped up to this point. Um Unbelievable when you look at it. Um, no show on Sunday night coming up. How about this, Dave? My pal Danny Morgan's turning 50. Yeah. He just rented out the belly up. Really? So we're going to the belly up on Sunday night to celebrate a longtime buddy's 50th birthday. The Untouchables are playing in the English beat. Okay. And you go, shit, it's a pretty good night. Yeah. So uh, we'll try to be back on Monday, but I hope um, you guys will do that. I again, 
we would love to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first show with you. And and here's I, Dave. We talked about this before the show, and then then we'll wrap it. Um, <coughs> it's <coughs> it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, it will be a great night. Yeah, it's not like Lisa Ann's not coming down to strip. She's not doing yeah. lap dances, right? Yeah, don't and, freak and, out. Yeah, and why I say that is because. We are incredibly proud of the female demographic that this show has carried from day one. Dave and I respect it. Uh, we don't take it for granted. And so Rose or Tracy or Padres Geekster or any of you that have heard that, if you would love to come down, you are absolutely welcome. And you are going to have a great night. And uh, it You won't, won't be, be the only women there, by the way. There are a lot of women who have approached me and said, I'm coming. Jeannie Pepper? Not Jeannie Pepper yet. Might be a surprise. Shit. But, um, Jacqueline but yeah. Smith, I'm working on. Dave, let me tell you another thing. I would sell. Did I sell my nephews yet? Just for an opportunity to Jacqueline Smith to sneeze in my face. And not even say, excuse me. Fine with me. Take them all. Um, yeah, just find the, uh, go find the GoFundMe. I always feel kind of weird tweeting it out all the time. But well, you're it, doing a good cause. It's not like it's going GoFundMe so you can sit there and get yourself a new Maserati. Telescope. <laughs> new telescope. Yeah, or I could sit there. New video <laughs> camera. No. Not doing any of that shit. So, uh, and thank you to Ryan Barkley, to Brian Curry, to Blake Travis, Alan Taylor, uh, Daniel. All these guys have stepped up and been incredibly yeah. supportive in everything we've done. And uh, the show would not be here if it wasn't for them. So uh, thank you to those guys. Find it. Chat with us on Twitter at Dave Palais, at Jeff Dotseth. And uh, we should be back next Monday night. Absolutely. Have a good week, everybody. Well, we're coming to your city.